0: CryptoTalkradio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. For those who celebrate Thanksgiving, a very happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast on Thanksgiving. And there's been a lot happening. Thanksgiving, unfortunately, was right in the middle of absolute garbage. Now, It, I want to talk about a couple of things, and I'm not going to dwell on the vast majority of them, just a couple of points at the top. Just fresh up, let's get it out of the way. I did a video up on YouTube about Lily Finance. First, I did one this weekly, this past weekly on the YouTube channel, and then just today, earlier, I did a follow on because of the fiasco. You're not following it or Maybe you're aware of Lily Finance, but not aware of what happened. I want to go ahead and just share this because I think it's important everybody learn a lesson from what happened. I have said frequently on numerous occasions, when we deal with cryptocurrency projects, exchanges, we don't have decent number one. Number two, I don't really trust projects. They got to prove it out so they can make all claims they care to. I don't trust them because it seems like they they screw up more often than they don't. It's, It's not because of any individual. It just seems like in cryptocurrency, mostly I think because of the worldwide aspect that there's a thought process outside of basic common sense. And by which I mean all cryptos to a fault do one main thing, which is they shill hype. So they'll go after any opportunity to pump to just blatant pump whatever project that they're doing. There's no fundamentals behind the pump often, or they'll say there's going to be something, but they don't deliver or they deliver late. They don't communicate consistently. And then I covered on one of the past episodes, this idea that telescam is perceived as the quote, safest way for people to discuss cryptocurrency, despite the fact that telescam is the number one way for people to get ripped off. Well, well, Lily Finance had announced on Twitter that they were going to be listed on Coinbase, and I was skeptical. I was skeptical not because I didn't think they could get on Tier One, but because it's Coinbase. Coinbase is arguably the one exchange that is most likely to support everything that's going on with the United States government, what they want to do, the Gary Gensler's of the world, et cetera. So, the one standout with Lily Finance is its tokenomics. It has a burn a recurrent burn, it has a significant supply, arguably too much supply, and it has reflections. Usually, Coinbase avoids these like the plague. That's why you never got Satama. That's why you never got things like Floki and Kishu, etc. It just feels like, for whatever reason, their whole situation is not to list any cryptocurrency that has anything that is even remotely, potentially, going to violate a U.S. law. That's what I feel about it. So as I look at what's happening now with Lily Finance and them announcing going on Coinbase, I'm hugely skeptical. And I ask a question of a of a peer about, you know, what's what if Coinbase backs off this? What's the price, you know, estimate? And he was pretty confident it was going to go. Well, Coinbase, one of the people in Coinbase in charge of the listings came out and said, nope, this is false. And everything started crashing from there. And it really goes to just every crypto does the same thing. They all just want to do shill hype. This listing was scheduled to go December 9th. According to them, it's still a thing. The Coinbase listing lead swears it's not. I don't know what to believe. I'm saying that all cryptos just want to get the pump. That's all they care about is pump. Pump's in a bump. They don't care really about backing up what it is that, you know, earning it, earning your pump with having strong fundamentals, with having a good website, good communication, acting like a business, thinking it through. More importantly, we saw Terrarium, we saw Satama, both do the same thing, where they do these shill hype pump generating messages on Twitter and telescam designed to just get pumps from investors around an announcement about a tier one exchange. With Satama, it was KuCoin. With Terrarium, it was Binance, I believe, and neither panned out. And now you got Lily Finance doing the same thing where it might not pan out. It might be that December 9th comes and goes and nothing happens. And then it never recovers. All because of a stupid decision. What's worse is I know because Lily originated from Satama. Satama helped Lily become a thing originally. So I know they had to have been watching when Satama made that mistake. And I find it. I'm sorry, impossible to accept that they're so incompetent that they didn't know. You know what? We probably should not announce because look what happened to Satama. Chances are they said, and eh, that's not going to happen to us because we're better. Deep, deep, deep. That's chances are what happened. It's ego. I, I do believe there's incompetence, truly enough, but I think it's ego. I think ego are these cryptocurrency projects. And that's what's frustrating. You get. And I was talking to Nick from EatJets and the idea, it's like these projects are making lots of money and most of theirs, not EatJets, but these other projects is off of shill hype. They're not delivering anything, but yet they do generate a lot of money, simply off shill hype. And unfortunately, certain of the weak minded keep falling for it. Hopefully people that listen to my show at CryptoTalkRadio.net do not fall for the garbage and are skeptical of everything you see until they prove it. That may mean that you miss out on a opportunity, but it's all gambling. So if you're a gambler, I celebrate it, but I'm not a gambler. I would rather see that it's likely strong that it's going to go forward. So fast forward now, and everything falls out and never has recovered Well, hasn't recovered yet, and we don't know because December 9th is the big date, apparently. But we're still in the bear, and the bear, this would have been an opportunity for them to buck the trend of the bear. And rather than do that, rather than do the right thing, they choose to do the shill hike and kill off. And there was major dumps. Now the theory is that the vast majority of the dumps were from Dell rug AKA Del crypto possible because he was in it before. And he's, you know, he's known for bleeding out projects at his whim. He's admitted on record. So it doesn't surprise anybody. It's still just rather frustrating to see that yet another project that had strong potential does this. So, I'm going to stop talking about Lily Finance now. That was the high level on it. If you want to get more information, you will need to turn to their Twitter and various Twitter updates uh, to get the scoop. But right now, it's still a developing situation. There is no confirmation as to whether or not it's going to be on a tier one exchange, if at all. Whether it's going to be on Coinbase, nobody knows. Nobody knows anything. Speaking about price movement, right now we are seeing a slight pump in mostly Bitcoin Ethereum is wavering, but Bitcoin had a slight pump. I'm going to maintain my stance that Bitcoin and Ethereum, December is going to be a brutal month. And then Q1 is going to be brutal. And then mid to 2023 is going to be brutal. And that we're not going to see any real strong recovery until possibly 2024. All of this is based on the catalysts that are in front of us. It is possible that some mysterious catalyst shows up like XRP winning its case, or, you know, In 2024, you know, maybe we get greedy people in the United States government, I doubt it, but something other than what we've had, some catalyst that gets us to the point where there's a strong sentiment for cryptocurrency. Doesn't mean that cryptocurrency is dead or dying. I don't agree with that at all. I do think it'll get back to a level of stability, but I said before, you're not going to see 2021 repeat. That's what we see in the graphs. It's not going to get anywhere close to 2021 levels. So if that's the hope, I'm, and feel free to check multiple sources who will probably emphatically disagree with me. I don't believe, I believe 2021 was the outlier and we're never going to see that again. If we do see it again, it's going to be a long way away. Certainly not next year at this rate, it will take a strong catalyst to get us to that point And I don't think we're there. The whole stories about the banks trying to collude essentially to make this, to rush this digital currency out. Probably created more of a bearish sentiment than bullish because we even see that no, you can't use your cryptocurrency, but you can use our digital one. It's all jokes. So, BNB, the Binance coin, on the other hand, is holding somewhat strong. It is not trending downward, it's actually trending upward. And BNB, if you didn't know, it is a deflationary, so it has a little bit of strength. Ether is is deflationary as well, but I believe that the price of BNB may be playing a factor in why. It's able to hold strong. It it was going down was BNB, and then it jumped right back up and has been holding the line. Bitcoin's holding the line about 16.5, 16.5, 16.6, but I see downward trend, as I speculate it would be, downward trend en route down to, again, somewhere around the 12,000 mark, and certain people say I'm nuts and don't believe me and don't believe that it could ever get that low. I'm going to maintain my stance that... December is going to be painful, especially for December, and Q1 in particular is going to be painful. If you're a believer in cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin, this would be the time to uh, look at and watch the price movement for the right time to buy in. I'm not telling you to buy. I'm telling you to watch the graph if you are a believer in crypto, see if I get it right, and then watch for the right time to buy in, which is based on your tolerance. So what is your price tolerance? What do you consider the right price for you? That's the key here. What is the price that makes sense for you to buy into whatever it is that you plan to buy into? And why are you buying? Are you buying to get gas like for Ethereum buying to stack some gas? Are you buying to do a profit? I would argue if you're buying to do profit, I personally would stay away from Bitcoin in the short term. doesn't mean you stay away from it all the way. I'm saying in the short term, I don't see significant profit to be had off Bitcoin except maybe shorting, but shorting is a risky strategy because it's possible that there's that catalyst I talked about that completely, quote, wrecks you. If you're a gambler, by all means. Ethereum has somewhat of a profit potential, but I think it's far out. BNB has a profit potential. Believe it or not, Solana has a profit potential. There's a lot of these coins, the main ones, that have strong profit potential. If you're only one of those that goes after the, the garbage that pops up because of the quick pump profits, by all means, that's up to you. I personally would stay away from anything that is that you know is garbage, you know, I personally would, but it's your money, do what you will. I am not to say yay or nay. ApeCoin, the garbage known as ApeCoin. ApeCoin has recently made some changes. And what they're doing is they're going to geo-block its staking service for users in the new, on North America. North America, of course, is Canada and the United States. Now, I've already said, as you just heard me, I think eight points garbage always had been garbage. This was triggered off of a recent SEC probe into a competing service. And so what you're likely going to see as part of this, it, number one, I do think it's a good move. I actually do. I like to see them do stuff like this because it helps. Basically, they're saying we want to keep you from, you know, risking yourself and putting themselves at risk. Great. I actually would like to see Coinbase from even listing the damn thing. I'd like to see Coinbase yank it completely offline. They're probably not, but I'd like to see them do that. So if you are in ApeCoin and you're in North America, you're likely going to be geoblocked from the services at some point in the future. Now, when I say geoblocked, obviously that does not stop VPNs. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you that geo-block likely is uh, circumvented by VPNs if you are so interested. Cardano ADA continues a slight bullish sentiment, not a great bullish sentiment. However, they had a little bit of a roadblock hit them. I talked about on one of the press past, past updates about the fact that they were trying to get some a stablecoin going. And allegedly, I wasn't watching this, but allegedly one of the stablecoin developers Came out and said, you know, we were trying to create a stable coin. This would have been DUSD, and said that it's not possible. I find that interesting. I find it interesting where you would acknowledge that it's not possible to do a stable coin on Cardano. I suspect what they mean is that they're not able to do a stable coin the way they want to do it, because the stable coin certainly has to be doable. But they made comments about funding challenges. Uh, infrastructure issues, security issues, uh, and said, you know, we have to stop developing what we're doing. People are not really happy. I don't, the, apparently, apparently, um, liquidations became a concern. So there were three stable coins I'm aware of coming for Cardano. This is just the one. So the statement generally was made on this that, okay, stable coins don't work. The other ones, as far as I know, one of them was en route to launch. I haven't heard anything follow up. And then the other one was coming. So if it turns out that these guys just were ahead of it and they were able to identify and confirm that the stablecoin as designed was not going to work, that's going to kill, I believe, any of the recent bullish sentiment that happened. Because I think stablecoins would have created a bullish push, probably not for very long. And if they're not able to do it, I don't know what happens. So if you're in a Cardano or interested in Cardano, you may want to do some research, check on what's going on with this fiasco. Uh, this news just came out yesterday, so yesterday evening. So check and see what you might think and see if there is something uh, that does or does not pertain possibly to something you're in. Harvard recently released a paper, and their paper made a very, I think, rec- as uh, Chris Eubank would say reckless uh, recommendation about Bitcoin. And they said that pretty much central banks, and governments should hold Bitcoin and they should do so, or at least for banks, the banks should do it to circumnavigate sanctions. Governments, only El Salvador currently treats it as a national currency. The other governments have been hesitant to do so because they can't control it by design. Bitcoin cannot be controlled by a central government by design, which is why they don't want to uh, have anything to do with it and why they want to just build their own and, and ban people from doing anything other than their own. So this Harvard paper, the reason I say it's a reckless recommendation, the whole sanctions thing, right? Yes, it's true that you have this risk of being sanctioned by something, whatever that is. And if you give central banks and governments free reign to just hold Bitcoin. And certainly, by the way, the governments in the United States, at least, already do hold some measure of Bitcoin. But if you give them free reign to do it, all that's going to do is cause excessive volatility in Bitcoin, in my opinion, because it means that they'll be able to influence the price movement of Bitcoin because, unfortunately, we paired it so tightly to the fiat market. That means that as the government decides to print, they can essentially print and print and print and print and devalue all they care to People might say, I'm a tinfoil. That's cool. I don't really care. I'm just saying what I see, which is, you know, they can basically just (laughs) screw you if they want to, if this were to go forward. Now, it's just one research paper. It's not coming from a, it's a credible source, but it's not coming from a notable, big, you know, name person. And I think there's enough people against cryptocurrency in the government where it's not likely to be a thing. I simply call it to attention in case you're interested. And my last update, probably I got one other small one, but it's not major, but the last major update here is consensus. Consensus recently came out and for those that don't know what consensus is, it's a blockchain company. Consensus basically has been collecting information, wallet and IP address from people who use Metamask. I said multiple times that I think Metamask is crap and it's because it's a crap wallet. I think it's one of the worst wallets out there. Unfortunately, every single development including the way you build up tokens and everything else, they all default to MetaMask. Many of the developers of projects default to MetaMask. I just I think it's a crap wallet always have consensus actually owns MetaMask. So, now you have a slight conflict because they are associating IP address and your wallet address together as you use MetaMask. So I want you to think about, and for those that don't understand the importance of this data that's being collected, I want you to make sure that you understand what it means. Your IP address can be correlated to a person if somebody really digs deep enough. Your IP address certainly can be localized to a place if they try hard enough. Your IP address can tell enough about you that it almost nearly eliminates any privacy you might've had with, you know, Bitcoin and any other blockchain, anything. I say this because if you're in a country where your location or something else might put you at risk because of your exposure to cryptocurrency and you chose to use MetaMask, maybe because you're new and didn't hear me call it crap, I would recommend that you do some research around the terms and conditions on MetaMask itself and the privacy policy on the site so that you can see where it will tell you, yes, we are prone to collecting your IP address and your wallet address, both of which, so you know, can be used to expose your identity. It's up to you. If you don't mind, I'm simply calling it to attention. I'm not giving you a call to action other than I do recommend that you are aware that that information is being collected on you at their whim. And there's not really much you can do about it other than get rid of the garbage wallet. But that's up to you whether you uh, agree with that or not. The last update, like I said, is a small bit, which goes around the whole proof of reserves, which I said is really whatever. Coinbase came out and they confirmed on their reserves they have about $33 billion worth of reserves all in Bitcoin, or at least predominantly in Bitcoin. 2 million Bitcoin at a slice. So yes, Coinbase is essentially a Bitcoin whale. Coinbase could essentially crash the business if they become insolvent. And so this goes to sketchy assets. They may choose to trade. Now, Coinbase does not allow you to, they allow you to do like some bit of the advanced trading things, but nowhere near like some of these other ones, loans and all that stuff are, are, it's not the same way, mostly because Coinbase is in the United States where they know such things are not looked at positively. There are things like Coinbase Prime and other services where you can do above and beyond basic trading. I'm saying that the level of risk, the risk vector is smaller with Coinbase than others. So yes, they are essentially a Bitcoin whale. Yes, they could kill the business just like some of these other ones should they fail because remember, the idiot in charge of this guy once came out and said, uh, Brian Armstrong said, you know, we file bankruptcy, you're gonna lose all your money. Doop, doop, doop. So, I'm not giving you a call to action. I'm not trying to tinfoil you. I'm simply telling you they are a, a whale, as far as Bitcoin, and because the Brian Armstrong, the CEO, apparently is not confident himself that they're going to last a long time. Just be aware that's a risk factor. And as we are in a bare winter, if they're not able to get the deposits they want, or there's enough that crash and fail you might see Coinbase a little bit of trouble. If Coinbase, I don't think they'll fail, but I do think that there's enough risk there in terms of investors to support the idea of diversification and make sure you don't leave your money in any exchange. I use Coinbase. I don't leave money there. I usually use it as transactions. You know, I'll put something in there and I'll use the Coinbase card, lather, rinse, repeat. I don't really leave stuff in there because most of the stuff they allow you to trade is garbage anyway. Most of my stuff's in the wallet simply because. So, big picture, we are, I believe, we are headed downward and in some deep waters over the next, say, six, seven months. I hope I get it wrong. I hope there's a catalyst that reverses what I see. But as it stands right now, it doesn't look good. And I'll repeat what I said. Please make sure that you're not staring at graphs. And please I hope there's not people out there that YOLOed into anything. And understand that Crypto is cyclical because we've attached it to fiat. And this will happen again and again and again. We also have the kids that say the word cheat and say the word Keck and say the word maxi all in the business. And that just makes stuff worse. We also have crypto devs that don't know what the F they're doing. We have incompetence. There is some malicious intent. I think the scams have died a little bit because even they find it hard to, you know, get people. But I think as long as we support tools like Telescam, long as we allow kids to say the word Jeet. Long as we, and, and now the word based, which I really can't stand, but as long as we have people who just make up words and we have telescam and we allow crypto orgs to try to act like banks when they're not with no FDIC protection, and we have newer people who are educated wrong, right? Most importantly, we have people who will tell these newer people the wrong information because the right information is that if you're going to get into cryptocurrency, bottom line. If you're going to get into cryptocurrency, do it because you have a reason to do it, not just because somebody tells you to do it. And you should know what your reason is other than somebody telling you to do it. Diversification is a great reason. But maybe you start small. Maybe you're smart. Start with just Bitcoin because Bitcoin, although volatile that it is, is not going to rip you off. It's just volatile. So as long as you work, if you've done the stock market, you know stock market's volatile and it doesn't freak you as much, probably. Treat Bitcoin very similar. It's, it's basically the stock market when you're trading Bitcoin because it's paired to that movement. That means that you can invest in it as another part of your portfolio and probably be okay with it. But once you start getting influenced, there's that word again, by certain people telling you to get into garbage projects, at that point all bets are off and I can't really do anything for you. So for this Thanksgiving, keep in mind that it's going to get worse before it gets better in my opinion and other people likely will emphatically disagree with me and that's great. All I'll say is I believe it's going to get worse before it gets better. And if you're going to get in it, make sure you got a tough skin, make sure you can deal with it and certainly make sure you don't YOLO into anything. Don't throw everything you got, make sure it's money you can afford to lose and understand when it's an impermanent loss, understand when it's not a true loss. You really only lose when you sell, try not to be tempted to sell. If it's something you believe in, your belief has to come from something fundamental. And that has to come from inside. It can't be given to you by me or anybody else. It's got to be inside. As long as you have a reason why you're doing it and you're strong on your reason, it should drive your investment. It should drive how much you're willing to risk on the investment and be smart about it. Just most importantly, be smart about it. You know when it's a stupid thing. You know when it's too high risk. Don't let all the chatter about, I made 10000000 do. million. Do. Don't let all that get to you because it's the outlier exception. Very few people make millions of dollars in this. Especially now. It's a tough time, and I don't want anybody to see it get wrecked. And I don't want anybody to take drastic action. So, if you're listening to me, that's what I say. You can hear what anybody else says. And if they tell you something completely different, feel free to make your choice of who you believe. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form. The link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our Triad. The Triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeep and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey until next time. Take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take. And what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it's all we ask. See you next episode.